Hey folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys Blowout. I'm the Big Hand Bopper. We're sitting here with Jeff Dutton. Oh, wow. And his band member, Tim Kalpakis. What is up? All right. It's so fun to have you two in the studio. Hey, can I tell you something? I'm feeling loose and ready to have a little fun today. <laughs> oh, great. Usually you're pretty dour. No, I'll tell you something. Uh, this is just regular mic now. You know, we, we just recorded this week's uh, main episode before this. And that felt so uptight. Oh, these are the measurements, and yes, I think this about that, and oh, yeah, yeah. And now I'm losing. Uh, I gotta, hey, kids, I gotta... uh, pull out your history books. Yeah, to yeah. page uh, fifty-four, <laughs> and uh, don't forget uh, about the assignment. Oof. Look at look at this really dirty sucks. martini Mike's got in his hand here. This thing is we got a real stank on it. Look at that, pretty oh, good, a little stanky. But let me tell you this: so I like gin martinis, and I didn't have any gin, so I was vodka. Beautiful. <gasps> Beautiful. You're going to love it. It's what? <laughs> you did what? Handman kicking back. Um, kicking back. You got to. Love to see that. I'm I'm happy, Mike, that you're laid back and kicking back because we've got some big, huge news for specifically for the Patreon the, yep. the world. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, the Sloppy Boys have their first pay pig. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe it Thank we put you the so word much. out we said yeah 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 you can be a slop head five dollars a month you get the blowout yeah 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 you tend to be a big money hustler ten dollars a month you get questions for Lennon. but then we said who wants to pay a hundred dollars a month for no extra perks but simply to get off on giving money to the goddesses <laughs> are we naming are we naming names is this, do, are we saying who do we say their name i think we do it's ryan keeligan yes yeah you've done it again now thank you here, so much this is a listener He's, with style and class and integrity yep. for us all to look mm-hmm. up to this is my kind of guy do you think he or she i mean do we know if it's a Boy, I mean, Ryan could be a girl. You think he or she is getting off from paying? I think. I think until we said the name, yeah, I think they were aroused. We outed. We outed their kink, probably, but we're not kink shaming. We're a sex positive pod, and yeah, yeah, Ryan, Uh you're allowed to (laughs) jizz all you want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's great. That's very exciting. Thank you very much, Ryan. You're, you're the best. This is good for uh, us. Well, don't thank him too much. He's supposed to, he's supposed to get off on the paying. Yeah, part. that's not part of oh, the yeah, transaction, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike. We, we if we give oh, too yeah. much thanks, it's too much. Even the shout out. We're treating the first pay pig a little a little nicer. I think we're giving the first pay pig a little bit more uh, time in the sunshine. Right. Uh, the other pay pigs, you know, you'll file in line and uh, get off. <laughs> You know, I can see us one day. I can see us one day having a whole sty full of dirty little piggies. Yeah. Um, but here's I'm just doing the math here. I'm doing the math, and I see that a hundred dollars a month, yeah, over the course of a hundred years, is going to get us yeah. a pretty penny. We're going to be. Doing oh wow. Good. You know what? Here's the thing. You at home might be saying to yourself, "I'm not pay pig material." 
<laughs> I love the guys. Yeah. I love them. I listen to every main line and every blowout, you're probably thinking. I don't have what it takes to be a little... But I see it in you, big money hustlers. I yeah. see I see it in all That's of you. That's amazing, you can, Jeff. You have such an eye yeah. for that, Jeff. You can look at like even like a tip jar person. Yeah, like or, where you, you are now is not where you are always have to be. I do want to uh, take this, take just a moment out to yeah. uh, before my guilt hits me and say, if you don't have that type of money, please do not do that. <laughs> and, that is a mistake. You could forget and, that. And, you've and done I just want to say, regardless of your financial situation, do it. Yes. Just enroll. Yeah, Tim's gonna gonna pop up on the other shoulder because that's what it's a kink. It's a fetish, Mike. We, you can't no, you can't I bring know. logic into it. Okay, you just try right. something. You don't know that you have a foot fetish until you look at feet. So you yeah. don't know if you're a pay pig until you subscribe. Right. Well, I didn't tell you this. My kink is giving practical money advice to strangers. <laughs> oh. oh. So you're just using this episode to get off. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we can, if we can change, uh, just kind of switch gears for a second. I had some wonderful cherry Garcia before this uh, oh. pod. Uh, oh, the, it, the ice cream. The ice cream, and I always forget how good it is. It's um, got, got a little grit to it. It's one of their best flavors. Mike, have um, you ever tried my cocktail I invented that I, I posted a video on? It, it's called the yeah. What was that again? I didn't try it, but because I forgot. But it's got a really good name: the whiskey and ice cream beverage. Mm-hmm. And here's what you do. <laughs> You, this is when you're feeling like you want to be a little bad boy. You take yeah, a, yeah. you take get a whole pint of cherry Garcia, pop mm-hmm. the cap, uh-huh. take out your little spoon and dig. You know, take dig five a hole minutes in the middle, right? Yeah, you dig, you tunnel down, you core it, kind of like where the where the core would be in a Ben and Jerry's yeah. core. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then once that has you've created a tunnel, you pour yourself some nice bourbon in there. Let's say it's Maker's Mark, you know, mm. and then. That's that as it's going, it's sitting in there. It's room temperature whiskey, so it's going to be melting as you sip mm-hmm. it. It's kind of taking on the characteristics oh, of the cherry. Oh, Tim, that sounds positively sinful. And it's low calorie. I think before I kind of, uh, you know, because I like, I, you know, I get this ice cream so infrequently, I wouldn't want to bust a whole. I would, I would do like a small version of that first. That's a well, lot. They, to take s- a whole they sell the little baby cherry Garcias. Yeah, that's a good idea. Put a little nip in there. Yeah. That's good wow, though. That's go. yeah. Damn, uh, licorice ice cream. I also got something. It was uh, their non-dairy type. Oh, uh, peanut butter and like Oreos. Why are you doing non-dairy? It's so good. Are, are you lactose intolerant? Yeah. What's going on here? No, I just saw it and uh, I like the fl- the idea of the flavor. And I saw it was non-dairy, so I said, oh, "Wait, it's it peanut butter and what? Peanut butter and like Oreo cookie crumble." Oh yeah. Do they not have that in the normal ice cream? They might, but this I one don't think was... I've ever. I've never seen that. It's just you know what I would do? do? Take that and then, but take like a cup of whole milk and just dump it in there. Mm. Put the dairy back in. And then add the bourbon. Then maybe I can add uh, some meatloaf too. While you're... These guys, the, the cherry, are, the <laughs> ice cream's fine. Well, I think we should get into what we're getting into today because this might uh, be a while. <laughs> I, I'll tell you yes. this. I'm, I'm having a, a natural lime white claw surge eight percent and it's really hitting me hard let's see it hmm. oh is that the new one is that the new kind um Show and well, and, uh, i've t- covered it on booze news. oh oh yeah, yeah yeah that's a good looking can i'm not up on the white claws because yeah, as i told you before i don't like the seltzers really that much you know i, I hit seltzer so hard this summer and i feel like it, the moment's passed maybe when it gets hot again i'll go back into it yeah, yeah maybe 
It's a good pool drink. What are you drinking drink. over there, Jeff? You drinking anything? A uh, big old Cuba Libre. Look, I got back into it. A pint glass pint. full. Woo. Yeah, a birthday pint boy's pint, pint glass. And now is that just the same amount of uh, alcohol with just more? Uh, uh, no, no, Michael. It's a. Uh, it's not quite a double. It's maybe a, it's a one and a half. It's to ratio. Yeah. I think I made myself a double martini over here. Well, folks, Chef, lay today, it on us. What are we up to today, folks? Today we are discussing a thousand Gex, the full-length debut from a hundred Gex, comprised of <laughs> Laura Less and Dylan Brady. Yep, you've heard the Gex. I've heard. I have heard through you. Formed in 2015, they released a self-titled EP called 100 Gex, but they blew up with this album in 2019 and typified the new genre of hyperpop. Yep. Hyperpop it is. My God. Have you, have you heard of hyperpop? No, I had not heard of hyperpop. Uh, I get what it is, and there are a couple bands that remind me. It reminded me of, uh, remember Die, uh, Die Ant Word? Mm-hmm. It yeah. It was like the Cape Town mm-hmm. band. And Death Grips. Do you ever hear of them? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah it's just kind of like, uh, those are a little harder, I think, but it's just kind of like uh, it, wild It definitely gets you going in the right direction. I looked up mm-hmm. Hyper Pop. Um, it sounds like uh, it, was, it was typified or started by PC Music, which is a UK-based label started by A.G. Cook. The term Hyper Pop got tossed around a lot on SoundCloud, but it didn't really become like... I don't know, I guess an official subgenre, like whoever decides these things. But Spotify named a playlist Hyperpop, and that sort of cemented mm. it in August 2019. Mm. And uh, included on that playlist was none other than our subject today. Now, <laughs> I think that we, 100 Gex may have curated that playlist even. Is that possible? Yeah, I, I think like they've had guest curators. Um, there's many of them, but 100 Gex is one of the mains. I, in general, I like the the conversation of like when there is a genre name and then no one responds well to having a label put on them. And so you right. could go through every genre ever, Be, you know, like uh, emo, emo and yeah. indie rock or whatever. Like the, the artists are always going to recoil when they name a thing. But at the end of the day, you, you, it helps you, and everyone knows that when articles are being written about your scene and you're getting grouped together yes. with other acts, yes. you do better than if you're just an island un, unto yourself. So I, I love hyper pop. Was a fun one to watch. Pitchfork and Rolling Stone like take their stab at talking define, about it because yeah. you're like, what? You're like, I guess it's like it, it's post dubstep, but then it's really about like affected. It's kitchen sinky and crazy vocals. It's it's uh, it's auto tune and pitch shifting. There, there was a lot of like Kanye ness in this. I thought, like yeah, yeah uh, or like Yeezusy. Like yeah. you mean like musically? You take the uh-huh. chipmunk and, and effects and effects wise and stuff. Chipmunky vocals from hip hop samples mm-hmm. and the abrasiveness of uh, dubstep and Yeezus and Truly, stuff like that. And- and and I'll yeah. say like the the yearning lyrics of emo too like mm-hmm. uh, there's there's yeah, a lot of emo was, shit in here too. I gotta be honest with you, I I did have to uh, when I was listening through these songs, I read along with the lyrics because me too. I found it really helpful, uh, very helpful, just to be like, oh, they're talking about like <laughs> one of my favorite songs was Stupid Horse, 
and it's about <laughs> getting some money back from a jockey that they bet on a horse. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe there's a metaphor in there, but I don't want to know what it is. Well, I think, no, it's just, I think, yeah, that sleaziness is, is what they're attracted yeah. to. Uh, before we get into like each track, I wanted to play, uh, there's this interview with them by Pigeons and Planes, which is a YouTube channel, where they were asked to define their sound. And I want you guys to like try and listen to each of the things they say, especially the last thing Laura says. Okay. Do you guys have a way of describing your music? Pop. Pop. Fun pop. Cookie pop. Whoa, so wacky. Pop. <laughs> Electronic. Electronic banger music. Electronic pop punk. Electronic tech house. It's just tech house, actually. All music is the fucking same. Tech step. Uh, Any of them. Funcore. Jazz. Uh, comedy music. Comedy music. Like the Sloppy Boys? Comedy music. Music comedy. Like the Sloppy Boys, eh? Hmm. So in a sense, with this uh, this episode, we're we're scoping out the competition. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. sizing them up. Or the touring pair. Oh yeah, them opening. I for think us. we tour with them this summer. Yeah, they could open for <laughs> us for sure. So yeah, oh yeah, they could definitely do it. Um, when when he said um, all music is exactly, or he say all music is the same, or all music is anyway, yeah, re- like reminding me of a Kanye meme from a uh, when Kanye was on like. Jimmy Fallon or something he's asked uh, do you approach fashion the same way as an artist do you approach fashion the same way you approach music and Kanye says everything in the world is exactly the same (laughs) (laughs) well it also sort of reminds you've heard that uh, you've heard that John Lennon thing where he said uh, I'm an artist you give me a tuba I'll get you something out of it yep he's like us ah He's like us. It's funny to say that, but he's he's still talking about music. Yeah, yeah. He's not saying everything <laughs> in the world is exactly the same. Um, what was your first impression before we had talked about doing it on this pod? Had you mm-hmm. come across them? I yeah. You you mentioned them, and I I think I played a song, and I was not in the spot to be listening to it, so I said I got to do something. Else. I gotta agree. When I first heard it, it came up in a shuffle playlist or something. I think it was Money Machine or Stupid Horse. And uh, I found it off-putting. Hmm. I I heard Money Machine when it was new, when this album made a splash, and I it's off-putting. But like I knew then that there's something like you don't accidentally make a song that's that. I I knew that there was like a winky trolliness to it, mm-hmm. and at the time I didn't really have the time or effort or inspiration to. Uh, dig any deeper but so i i think it's like you know on first listen uh you're kind of meant to this is meant to make you feel old and meant to make you feel like what is that noise but i knew (laughs) (laughs) but but i i knew that they knew that too so i don't think i i had a i guess i had a bad response but i but not like i i think i thought they were up to something yeah, I I uh, didn't like it, but I wasn't like, what is this? I need to identify it and rail against it the same way that I do with, say, like 21 Pilots. Like 21 well, Pilots, yeah. I think is like, I think is bad and like deserves admonishment. Whereas this, I was just like, mm-hmm. I just want to skip to the next song was sort of my only. I think that 
thing. There's not not for me, not right now. But you're always going to appreciate anybody doing something weird is better than doing somebody doing something boring. And uh, Twenty One Pilots is perfect because it's like a duo. I was thinking of uh, Chainsmokers. You know, it's like Twenty One Pilots and yeah. Chainsmokers are both groups of like two bros being like, yo, what can we do that's lit? And uh, <laughs> uh, Hundred Gex is is like two guys, a guy and a girl. Are they were they brother and sister? I thought. Or just just no, they're just friends. I think as I saw they were both blonde. I was like, oh, they must be brother and sister. <laughs> They're, they're not right. They're they're Dylan and Laura. They're just friends, I think. But they know that they are like trolls. They're well, well, and and yeah, right. Like they know Twenty One Pilots, and they they would they would they they're probably thinking of the chain smokers when they write their lyrics. You know, like this is a response to a. It's a response to vocal. Like the the lyrics are a response to hip hop, and then the 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 music is is more sort of just like fun. Uh, Modern, modern. Crack, uh, yeah, it's like let's crack each other up with Logic you, Pro, Pro tool. Like trolly in the sense that they're trying to make people uh, not like it, or well, I mean, like trolly in the sense that it's just so uh, trolly in the it. sense that it's like there's a sleaziness to, I mean, chipmunk vocals, <laughs> uh, uh-huh. pitch shifted vocals, and then the kitchen sinkiness to the to the. I mean, in a way, they have songs that are sort of like Frank Zappa, where it's like, oh, you composed a thing that sounds like it's uncomposed. But I think yeah. that 100 Gex is more like, uh, you know, they'll proudly, they had an episode of Song Exploder, and they're flat out saying like, oh, this is from Logic, you know, the Apple, like the standard uh-huh. Apple software. There's there's like a cheapness that's intentional mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's that, it had the like, they're like aesthetic too is very uh, memed or I can't even describe it. It feels like, like crunched me- down or something. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I looked online. I watched on YouTube one of their uh, few minutes from one of their shows. And I would think this band that is just two people with, uh, you know, playing a laptop would be a lot more like lights and stuff. It's a pretty simple set. It was just like two huge speakers. They were wearing some funny wizard outfits, which I thought were funny. And, uh, yeah, the crowd, it was like a packed place and the crowd loved it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to read a little um, thing from Wikipedia on just the characteristics of hyperpop. And I think nice. this is it does a good job of uh, sort of articulating the sound of this band. Hyperpop reflects an exaggerated, eclectic, and self-referential approach to pop music and typically employs elements such as brash synth melodies, auto-tuned earworm vocals, and excessive compression and distortion, as well as surrealist or nostalgic references to 2000s internet culture and the Web 2.0 era, meaning like social media. Yeah. There does seem to be like this obsession with like old Windows sound effects Mm-hmm. And uh, stuff that's like nostalgic to somebody a couple years younger than us. Like this almost feels like Homestar Runnery to me. Yes. Mm. The, the the music too. There's I noticed there's a lot of just like funny like the beats going along and then it stops for like a beat too long just to kind of make you like stilt. If you were it's dancing like, to it to like just not dance correctly to it or something. Like I can see that being the trolliness. Just like it's a little unlistenable right. at times. I'm. Purpose and and the same way that um you know when Skrillex first came out everybody was like mm-hmm. oh it's so off putting but in re- in comparison to Skrillex you know he they make Skrillex sound very melodic right 
And, you know, they're 28. So when they were 18, Skrillex was the hot shit. So they came up kind of like under him and are kind of taking the ball and running with it. Mm -hmm. I was surprised how much... When I listened to it and looked at the lyrics, I was like, oh, musically, this isn't too different from like the dubstepy stuff that I was totally on board with a handful of years ago. I yeah. think the thing that was off-putting to me was like the squealy, squelchy vocals. That that specifically was like what was turning me off. And then also there was this, uh, the subject matter always felt grimy and snotty, like you said, Tim, but it, mm-hmm. I had it written down. Almost every song mentions money, bed, weed, or phones. <laughs> and, I, mm. and I remember thinking like, oh, it's so off-putting and like gross to me. And then I realized like, I fucking love money, weed, bed, and phones. Those are like my favorite <laughs> things. How can something, those, those are my favorite things. How do I feel on the outside of this? <laughs> right, and the phones part is like uh, just being honest and real. Like there was a time even a decade ago when if someone mentioned a text in a in a song it kind of hit your ears weird but mm-hmm. now if you say actually even when hotline bling was new he said you used to call me on a, and i was like call me who call you don't know uh, like if this is a song about a booty call <laughs> it would be a text he's trying to not say text and yeah i feel like a lot of this album is like unapologetically sort of modern but i, I don't know i, I mean <clears throat> Yeah, I didn't know in, in listening to this in preparation for for this ep, I kind of thought I was going to be like, oh, here we go. This is noisy shit that's going to piss me off. But like on a second listen, it's the the poppiest pop little melodies and your the, the, the abrasiveness of it melts away after one listen. So like, you yes. know, like Money Machine yeah. is like catchy as fuck. The first time I heard it did not register the melody. The second time I heard it, I was like, feel so clean like a money machine. And then <laughs> I've been walking around all week like, feel so clean like a money machine. I'm going to play it. It's track two off this album. Here we go. Go ahead. Hey, you little piss baby. You think you're so fucking cool, huh? You think you're so Yeah, funny? this turned me off two years yes. ago when I heard it. But like, if... If there was no vocals, I would be into this musically. Yeah, but the vocals yeah. are daring you to skip. <laughs> yeah. That feels so clean like a money machine. That's like, you know, Swedishy bubblegum top one, hot 100 stuff. I like, you know, Jeff, when you used to play me, um, uh, you know, dubstep stuff, that the, the sounds that come out of it, and this too, I find are so interesting. Like the, uh, it just sounds really cool. Like that, and like the voice being all crunched down. Yeah, it's like bit um, mashed or bit crunched. You know, like you can't listen to this all the time or you'll go insane. I fear I would. <laughs> like if this was just pumping into my headphones all the time, I'd be like, whoa. But uh, you'll go insane. Yeah, there's something about that, like uh, that cool, that uh, not cool. It's just like, uh, you remember the Matrix when they go down Neo's yeah. throat at the beginning? And it's, it's like, like I that that moment in cinema. It's it's arresting. It's me. very serrated. You know, like everything yes. is really compressed and in your face. And like it's it's. 
meant to be edgy. It's sonically very edgy. You're between the pixels. That's what oh, it is. Yeah, you're between the pixels with this stuff. You guys. blow the pixels up. Now what? Uh, speaking of digital stuff, Mike, are you wearing a 930 Club shirt? Mm-hmm. That's cool. That? It's a, it's a famous rock club in D.C. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I guess they uh, they gave it to me when I played there. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> That's right. For the Sloppy Boys, or for the Birthday Boys tour, season one, we did a little show there. At the 930 Club, and I, yeah. I missed that. Fuck. Yeah, what I missed that, too. Tim and I stayed back to make sure the cuts came together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we didn't want to end up on that cutting room floor. <laughs> I feel so clean um, yes. like a money machine. Feel so clean like a money machine. I would see this band. I would see this band live. Me fucking too. Just to see what's um, all. You about. know what? This is not hyper pop, but you know what I was thinking? Like a similar crowd. The people that would listen to this would listen to who's that guy who got big on YouTube and now he's like a big pop star and it's sort of like Mark Rebbe. He had a Rebbe. viral clip where he was who. Re- Mark Rebelay or Rebier yes, or whatever? Yes, yes. I would assume that this is the same fan base, right? Like, it's oh, like interesting. ironic, Internet-y. snarky, YouTube-y, internet-y, meme like, you know, a tr- trash but you're winky type of shit. I would think that guy, that guy does more like, just from the music itself that I know of him, it's like more like soul kind of stuff. Right? Absolutely. Like, this, they sound nothing like, beats. and he's not hyper pop. Yeah. Yeah. But like, don't you think that a kid that would buy a ticket to go to his show would also probably go to yeah. a weird geek show? He, I mean, yeah, Mark I stuff feels more like Reggie Watts or something like that, but mm-hmm. you, you're right. Same scene. Who's the other guy who's like sort of a savant who kind of throws together videos where he's playing multiple instruments. You know who I'm talking about? Me? Okay. Could be me. <laughs> no, I don't think it's you. <laughs> I'm a bit of a savant. The weird thing about um, me is like I've got the intelligence of a savant, but then I'm also charismatic, you know? Oh wow. Jeff <laughs> mute him. Um that's isn't that funny this the nomenclature of like it reminds me how we used to say like nervous breakdown, uh and it was like this blanket term, but like a savant that's that's a um um autism, right? Probably. Like back in the day you'd call someone a savant. Oh. Yeah. I think so. Don't know. Hmm. I'll, I'll do a separate episode about linguistics. Oh, Lewis Cole. Uh, Lewis Cole oh, is, is the guy I was thinking of. You know who I'm talking yes. about? Yeah. No. He, he's, he's like another sort of internet-y dude who is uh, savantish. Sure. Jeff, do you have do you have track uh, three up? I didn't give it to you or anything, but... No. Eight, 800. Do, that one, I can't think of it right now because I'm not playing it. Maybe I'll let me play it for a second. Definitely seems like a track that was named after hey, the Hey, you play it and I can throw it. Th- that's the one, that's the one that, that is just like sound effects, right? No, it's the one that's like... <laughs> that part I really like. Very powerful. <laughs> Feels like these songs are named after the file names that were emailed back and forth when they were beats, doesn't it? Yeah. I liked ringtone. Yeah, let's play a little bit of ringtone, huh? Track seven. It's the only one I know. It's the only one I know. That was another one that stuck in my head a lot. Mm -hmm. This is another one that uh, the bridge has some emo longing to it. Yeah. This is what I flagged as an entry point for somebody who might not like this band at first glance. The person's saying, oh, I like beats. I like little beats. Come on. Tell me this isn't Homestar Runner. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. My boy's got his own ringtone. It's the only one I know. It's the only one I know. My boy's got his own ringtone. A lot of repetition in these songs, too. Yeah. My boy's got his own ringtone. Oh, going back to the preachers of old. But it's like a post Malone melody where you're just like, I'm gonna repeat that phrase so many times. Sending you a text saying, call you when I get home. Taking off my work clothes, working in a cold one. This is funny to me. I'm shocked that we're all liking this. I kind of thought we would. I thought. I thought one of us would really hate it at least, but. Seems like the Gex are winning us over, huh? There's a lot to be said for, uh. Like taking a an honest like open minded deep dive into music, any type of music, like seeing reading the lyrics and seeing what this is all about was much more interesting than this. There's also like I think we all know that there's just progressions that humans want to hear, and almost all these songs are playing off like just the simplest like. One four five, or sometimes just one four, like really not be- because the surface is so alienating. The composition is the safest, safest yeah. notes ever. Right, it, it still operates within the realm of pop music, even though they're they're kind of pushing the tones and textures to the brink. Jeff, were you starting to say yep. something about uh, a song that has like just weird sounds all over the place? Yeah, there's one that's just that was literally- I need help immediately, and that. That you know, last week we were talking about uh, Revolution Number Nine being like. Yes. I need yep. help I, I was like, oh, this isn't anything different than that. It's just a soundscape. This was the one that made me think of Zappa, where it was like, you're mm. like, I'm following you on this weird little ride. You have some sort of logic behind it, but we certainly are just hearing the scramblies. You know, I thought about this music. It's it's tough to put on. I mean, you could have it on the background. But, like, it's more interesting to, like, listen to it and hear all the weird sounds. That makes sense? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's active listening because it's, yeah. so, it's so weird and abrasive that it, it, just having your day with this in the background is kind of strange. I like, mm-hmm. I prefer, like, Rachmaninoff number three for that type of thing. Sure, sure. I saw a funny uh, YouTube comment when I was sort of diving in through all this stuff, and one of the top-rated ones was, 100 Gex fans. Yeah, it sucks, but you'll get used to it. <laughs> But it, it's true, like, there's a hurdle. Sure. There's a learning curve, but I can see why uh, 17-year-olds across the country are, like, lining up for this shit. They eat a Tide Pod, and they let their minds go <laughs> yeah. crazy with this stuff. Yeah, man. Um, it's people still though, eating Tide Pods? That thing of getting past a, a veneer, don't you think that a lot of your favorite music is, like... like you know, I feel like uh, built to spill. I had to get past the nasally voice a little bit, maybe, and then fish the, for sure. I mean, like, there's all kinds of stuff. And then fish I think the even, dead are- I'm thinking that when I sing a song and I pour my little heart out into Tom Collins or something, I'm hoping people will take a ride. I know I got a raspy voice and I'm singing too loud, and I and my throat is all over the microphone. But on on listen too, you start to hear. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I've got a warm, tender heart. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. It's he really true. Does. He, does. he does. It's true. Uh, we used to we call that uh, in the studio, folks at home. We call that vocal quality. Tim's got Cookie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> 
We call it uh, volume knob down. Thank you very much. Well, I remember there were some takes where we'd be like, too much Cookie Monster. And then other times we'd be like, hey, Tim, we need a little more Cookie Monster on this one. We got too many cookies in here, Tim. Who's going to help us get rid of some of those? Well, you could, I, I threw off the ratio as we went. I think that uh, Paradiso has more like singing and then Cookie Monster where necessary. Whereas I think our first album, I didn't really know what I was doing. And I was just kind of like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, Scott Ackerman always makes fun of me for having like raspy moments when I'm speaking like that, a raspy moment. And, uh, <laughs> one time, uh, <laughs> I was doing, when I was writing for comedy, bang, bang, there was like an animated episode that was like the brave little toaster. And I was going to do the voice of an inanimate object. Like there was like a lot of lines. It was like a whole episode. And I went cool. into the, the editing booth and, uh, the Hank, the editor had set up like a nice, uh, a microphone for me and I'm about to do my lines like voiceover work for this animated thing. And he's like, <laughs> he had to deliver the note. Hank's a nice guy and my friend. And he was like, Ooh, um, also, yes. Uh, Scott mentioned something that, um, he wants you to do the, do this character, but like, don't do that thing that you do that he, <laughs> he hates when you're talk, <laughs> talking. What does that mean? And I, I knew that he just meant like, like I'm Tim Kalpakis. <laughs> Like, don't he didn't want the character to ha- to uh, sound like Cookie Monster? <laughs> Jeez, what the fuck? But so then, when that's I, funny. That that's episode, why I try to explain to Hank, and he's just like, "Look, he'll know what I mean." <laughs> I've made fun uh, of him enough. Yeah, because I don't think Hank knew. But then, to me, then I was too aware of it, and that episode of Bang Bang is like a little cringe to me because it's me trying to Ooh. sound like a little soprano. But is it Chugi? and not Tony Soprano? Hey. Damn. Cringe is chuggy where I'm from. Cringe is fringe. Chuggy <laughs> is groovy. <laughs> um, we, we were talking about that uh, I Would Never Stop You a song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, XXI. Uh, that, uh, that song was one of my faves too. The one that's like, I mean, I'm a crazy, don't you know, crazy. Yeah. I wish I had it, Mike. I'm yeah, playing. I'm trying. I'm uh, listening to it a little bit right now, so I can. Oh, you know I'm crazy. Don't you know I got you, guys? You go make me crazy. It's guys, good. I think I'm hearing what Sloppy Boy's album four is gonna maybe sound like. We yeah, should do up. one of these albums. We like to drink beer. We like to drink beer. We like to drink beer. 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 It's my favorite drink, and when I look at those, I got to think. Where can I get said drink? <laughs> I'm gonna play a little stupid horse just because it's their other sort of like oh. hit off this thing, and um, ska vibes. Yeah, ska vibes. Before you play this, let me say this before I forget it. I, all the songs are short; they're like nothing's more than two and a half minutes, right? Right. The whole album's only like twenty three minutes or twenty five. It's minutes. great because like you can't sit in these like ideas for too long. Like they're getting their you know uh, trolliness out of like metal for thirty seconds. Right. Maybe. Like that one song ends with a guy with like a big, like a monstery metal voice. Yeah. Which, by the way, um, that's the one was you was a mentioned. real monster. Was, they got a real monster. No, that's track three, <laughs> the uh, 800 decibel cloud. And it mm. actually reminded me of that Aphex Twin song that's just like. Coming to Papa. I will eat your soul. Yeah. Reminded me of that shit. But um, here's Stupid Horse. Pick it up! 
Bet my money on a stupid horse, I lost that So I ran out to the track to get my cash back I just money. gotta leave this place with a big bag So I found a fucking jockey and I grabbed it <laughs> You beat up the jockey, that's funny Because the jockey has nothing to do with her money It's, it's, uh, it's funny because it's a sublime song man. There you go, that's the big drop of the cut time chorus. But beating somebody up is very sublime, like uh, if I find yeah. Sanchito. Yeah, I got something for his punk ass. Are they playing any of these instruments? No, that's an expert guitar player right there. Session I saw in their their one of their concerts. They brought at one point they were both sitting on uh, like stools, and one of them was playing a guitar, an, an acoustic. Ooh. But still had the uh, the vocoder on. Is that what that's called? Or auto tune? Auto tune. What is vocoder? I get I get confused between vocoder and talkbox. Like talkbox is like the Roger Troutman zap thing. Right, talkbox is you're shaping the, the 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 sound of a guitar with your mouth. Vocoder is a is a an effect that's like uh, what's a good example of it? Around the world or one more time? Yeah, isn't it isn't it what that what if this is obscure but Rivers Cuomo in Blast Off when it's like don't forget the purpose of the mission or or no missile gets swallowed by its son. <laughs> Each one of you is a top graduate of the Star Corps Academy. <laughs> I love that song. They they Lyrics, gotta, man. That's one they of the best songs ever, that. but you know what's funny? We've done this type of shit before. Rivers wrote Blast Off. It's so good. And then he scrapped songs from the black hole. Then he wrote Pinkerton and he wrote El Scorcho and he kind of chopped up Blast Off to write El Scorcho because it's the same chords. So I think then he couldn't ever circle back to Blast Off because he had he had chopped it up for pieces. Yeah. Scavenger. Sad. Vulture. Vulture.com. Uh, hey, naming us. Oh, uh, the third best We all have to Very clear message spiel. there. <laughs> wow. Yep, Vulture. Hey, speaking of emo. <laughs> email, yes. Let's finish this episode on email. Track nine, hand crushed <laughs> oh. by a mallet. Ouch. I was, uh, it's, the lyrics are, I was trying to find a way to kill time. I didn't even get to tell you goodbye. I was trying to find a way to kill time. Now you're gone and I can't ever say goodbye. There's so much emo shit on this album that has so much ironic detachment musically. I, I think it was a necessary sort of counterbalance to have all this doomed relationshipy talk. For sure. I think there's a whole thing going on. I think it's what it makes on. it genius. No one wants to be cringe, but... There's a thing going on with emo stuff right now where it's like you just need to have a defense mechanism. You need to hide behind a, a little uh, cover. And there, there's a weird thing that's happening in pop music right now where it's like, you know, uh, like Juice World. He was a rapper, but like very emo influenced. And people are like, oh, hear this emotional stuff, but it's coming from this rap guy. And, but, and, and then and 100 Gex is like, 
you're totally right. It's like emo lyrics and then and 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 hard on your sleeve uh, vocal performance, but then with this grimy FX put on it. But we're getting to this place where, like, you know, Kid Leroy. Mm-mm. I've heard the name, but I don't know who it is. I know it's, Leroy from the Jetsons. Is that him? Yeah, that's him. <laughs> but but like, oh, he sings now. If you think of like Juice World, and you're like. Oh, okay. There's this emo-y type of vocals, but it's in a hip hop song. Uh, now we've gotten to this point where like Kid Leroy is this huge pop star, influenced by that, but like he's just a white guy and he's just singing emo. And I don't know, <laughs> like, uh, yeah. There's no hip hop and there's no ab- abrasive. Like it's just an emo song, and and somehow we're got we've got to the place where like. We're kind of back to like saves the day almost or taking back Sunday, but you're just, you're not admitting it. It's like a lie. You could come out right now and with fully an emo song and just be like, hi, I'm a rapper and here's my hip hop. And people are like, cool. (laughs) You know what it fucking reminds me of is another period of time where there was this weird mishmash between genres. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm talking about Linkin Park. Oh, yeah. Rock rap? Yes. Rip rip, 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 rap. Rap. I feel like they're we're, Rob we're, Rang. We're we're back in this awkward moment between awkward. genres sort of colliding. And uh I and I wrote down Lincoln Park listening to Hand Crushed by a Mallet and lo and behold on the Spotify for 100 Gex they remixed a Lincoln Park song. Which one? Mm. One step. I don't know why. Don't know it doesn't why. matter no. even matter how much closer I try. <laughs> one step closer Jeff, is a big did, one though. If we played it you'd know it. Did so after this album they put something out called One Thousand Gex and the the Lucky Tree or something like that and like the tr- the Tree of Luck or the Tree of Wishes tree of or something Charms like tree, yeah it, Tree of that, Wishes that's like basically a uh, remix album of this and it's got like a bunch of other artists on it it's got it's got people I've heard of on it before like Charlie XCX and stuff yeah I went onto their little website Ooh. and they have like you know merch videos music and then they have stems. And I think they are inviting you to like download the stems and remix their songs. I think That's we need cool. more women in STEM. Uh, Tim, why? We have just as many as we need. Mike, go ahead. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll back off about it then. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, it's just they're putting their like music out there. It's they put it on an album, but it's like take this and chop it up. It's done. We're done. That's a really like post uh, music ownership oh. thing where it's just like Radiohead and Kanye will occasionally do that and be like, fuck, fuck Capitol Records. You all have that. You could all make the album your own. Have it. Mm. Hey, the slopheads are always asking for our stems. We should give our stems out. We've gotten like so many requests for that. Well, you know, the three of us, we, we got a couple of nice stems. You know what I'm saying? Hey, come on now, gams. And- Flowers, a dozen roses. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, think of your answer before you say it, okay? And then you'll commit to it. Uh, I'm, I'm call, I'll call on you to say your answer out loud, but first hold it in your head. Is this one of these things where we say it like quickly so it's the first thing no, that comes to No, 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 no. You I'm going to ask it. you, you a question, <laughs> and you're going to do the exact opposite of that. The, hold. the question is, Yes. how do you say the name of this band? Okay. Yep. Think about it. Yep. Commit to it. Uh-huh. Jeff. What's yours? A hundred gex. A hundred gex. Mike, what's yours? Million Genko. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what a mess. Yeah, a hundred gex. A uh, uh, hundred. Um, uh, because it's 
That's what I, I would I would just said I would say a hundred gex, but they also go by one hundred gex or hundred gex or one oh oh gex. Like they don't they don't correct anyone it that does, says it doesn't matter. I gex. love that because we came up in the era of offspring being like, It's the offspring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How lame for a offspring. punk band. Uh, not all of us did that, Jeff. <laughs> You know, you had to tell everyone and be no, no, know, really put in people's face. No, Mike, I'm cool. That's the band saying. That. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, you're cool. I also feel um, like that's changed. I forget whether it's Smashing Pumpkins or Talking Heads, but one of them, I saw an inconsistency even just looking through their own catalog, their own discography. The 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 will come and go on some bands. Do you guys know why they're called 100 Gex? No, no, that's what I was going to ask. Well, I saw one thing where they said, uh, Laura ordered a gecko online and then a hundred showed up. And I said, huh, that's pretty funny. <laughs> but then I, re- I saw an interview and they said, how do you get the name? And she was like, well, we were hanging out in Chicago by my apartment and we saw spray painted on the bricks, a hundred gecks. Folks, they're trolling you again. They're, they're being little jokers. What? They've changed the backstory multiple times in every interview. They come up with a new story. And I feel oh, like that spray paint one could be take a, a wink at Nirvana, right? Cause isn't Kurt smells like teen spirit. Didn't like Kurt Cobain's friend, like sh- she, didn't she spray paint that on a wall? Kurt smells like teen spirit. And he was like, what's teen spirit. And she was like the, the, the deodorant. And he was like, I'm going to name my song. This hmm. as you are <laughs> Kirk cocaine. Gonna... I wish we had him with Kirk. us till this day. Huh? Hey, Kirk, come on the, on the pod. pod, defend yourself. <laughs> Kirk, bring some of that cocaine you love so much, and we'll talk about 100 Gex. <laughs> Was he a cocaine guy? No, heroin. No, his, his, last heroin. Name, his last name sounds like cocaine, though, you must admit. <laughs> uh, there's a song that I've that came through my... I don't know how I came upon it, but it uh, pops up on Spotify for me every once in a while called The Muffin Song <laughs> by, I'm looking up now, The Gregory Brothers and Tom Ska. But uh, it's this kind of thing with like the chickmunk voice and just some weird, weird talk going on. It's weird. The Muffin Song, folks. Look it up. Listen to it. Is it like, Ooh. do you know the Muffin Man? <laughs> no, it's Stop. like, it's the Muffin Song, baby. Don't you want to do it? Who did the? Who was first with the chipmunk voice was kanye the first one kind of sampling that and kind of uh, tim you're looking for uh, alvin simon and theodore <laughs> thank you that is gonna wrap alvin. the show up on that note thank you very much <laughs> we can't do it anymore no mike we need to get to the bottom of this chipmunk thing all right it's kanye i uh, wasn't that wasn't that uh it wasn't kanye it was somebody else before kanye wasn't it what well what's oh. the one that samples pyt oh no 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 don't be the good life kanye yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. And then uh, let me ask you this one: What's who's um like lonely? I'm so lonely. Oh yeah. I have nobody for my own. Oh, I'm so. Mm. That's Wait back in the day. That's, Guess we'll that's, never know. That's like two thousand seven. Akon. What's it called? Ch- A chipmunk gospel. Uh, chipmunk soul is what uh, they chipmunk call it. Soul. Okay. Yeah, we're looking it What's up. What's next? Uh, fucking Squirrel Rock? Jay-Z? <laughs> but yeah. Jay-Z would have been yeah, Kanye's. Tim. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I bet it was Kanye. Kanye's producing when we heard Jay Z's Chipmunk stuff. Yeah, it was. Questlove allegedly coined the term. Feels so clean like a money machine. Riz's production technique, specifically the manner of chopping up and or speeding or slowing soul samples to fit the beats, has been imitated by hip-hop producers including Kanye West and Just Blaze. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. West would take... Yeah. So maybe maybe it was just like the voice was more the the Kanye thing. What is it? History goes to the victors, you know? He, he was the guy who had the staying power and people get to say like, oh, he started it, even though he maybe didn't. And as we as he said earlier in this podcast, everything's the same anyway. Hey, mm. hey, well, starting um, to make a little more sense now, huh? Hey, yeah, hey. You know what's hey, funny? Hey. Did you guys uh, follow a couple weeks ago when Kanye and Julia Fox were kind of like, "Hey, they're having a, they're all over the tabloids." Who the mm. fuck is Julia Fox, Tim? Uh. Kanye, uh, Jeff, you got to get into the tabloids, man. Um, She's an actress from Uncut Gems, and Kanye oh, started, wow. is yeah, dating her, her, and um, he dressed her up in all in the, his like favorite Italian designer, and then it came out that he was uh, doing a collab with The Gap, and it was kind of all about that. But I bring it up just to say there was a very funny thing where um, they ate at Carbone two nights in a row, one, the one in Miami and then the one in New York. It's funny to think of Kanye going to it, eating eating. Uh, Italian food in Miami and then they take his private jet up to New York and then he's like, hey, well, let's go eat more more spaghetti at the same place. There's one here. <laughs> you gotta love Kanye. He's good. He loves he's it. Good. We he's love good. spaghetti and the meatball. And a hundred gex. We love the hundred gex too. That's... Uh, Order again. I, I did not know what I was gonna get with these guys, Jeff, and I'm glad you suggested it. This was a fun... Listen, I really was uh, afraid I would be the grandpa. I thought that you were going to be the, it was a hate listen from Jeff and you were going to hate it and then you were trolling us by making us listen to it. Seems like the three of us had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. Listening to something new and exciting makes you feel. Feels so clean like a money machine. Another thing I feel, folks, is gratitude and thanks to all the Patrons. Oh. May you... Especially one patron, but we won't say his name because he's getting off on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we mentioned the, it earlier, but now just the paying we're of it. not mentioning. Oh yeah, also yeah, right, we don't right. we don't want to step on his arousal. Yeah, right. yeah, that's up to him. All right, did you guys have a good time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. Well, I'm glad to hear that, Je- Jeff. Yes, yeah, yeah. It was all right. Yeah, we'll try better next time. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll do something next time for you. Make you, make you feel a little more excited. <laughs> okay. Yeah, please. Anything you guys could do to make me, you know. Yeah, a little more excited. You know, get there, you know. Yeah, maybe we'll... <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, you know, the best way to do that is, Jeff, is to become a pay pig on the <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> See you, <ya>, folks. <laughs> Goodbye.